0: Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome back to this, the bonus part of today's FYI. I hope you grabbed a cup of Joe, but just be careful, because Joe makes you go to the John. (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay, I I know, I know. Did you get the joke, at least? Joe, is another way of saying coffee, makes you go to the John, el baño. (laughs) I know they're bad jokes, but if you learn a little bit of English, well, that's enough for me. And did you know that a lot of names in English mean something? Like the name Chuck, which is short for Charles. To Chuck something is lanzarlo. Uh, Matt is felpudo. Y la lista sigue. I think I remember once on my radio show, uh, we looked at over 40 or 50 common names in English that mean something. Another one that pops into my mind is Mark, right? Una... Can you think of any others? You know, you guys know what we do here. We play with words. We have fun. We're not afraid of words. Sometimes people say, oh my God, it's a big word. Play with it. Have fun with it. Make it your friend. Get to know the word. And that's where etymology comes in. And I love etymology for a couple reasons. Because I love history. I love to know why something is the way it is. But also in many cases, if you know the etymology, it can help you remember the word or the idiomatic expression. And the word coffee comes from the Arabic word. We say Arabic word for wine, the word kawa, which later became kaveh in Turkish, and then coffee in Dutch. So this word was passed all over the place, Like a cup of coffee, or I should say, like a pot of coffee. You don't want to share a cup of coffee, but there's nothing like sharing a pot of coffee. And obviously in English, we robbed it from the Dutch. We're like, coffee, we like it. But remember, guys, if you go to Holland, if you go to the Netherlands, a coffee shop has a different meaning. Just be careful what you order. And be careful with that one. A lot of my students say, ask for. Y eso es correcto. We ask for things. Pedimos cosas. We ask Santa Claus, uh, the wise men, los reyes. We ask for a loan at the bank. But pedir en un restaurante is to order. De hecho, la frase, we're ready to order, apúntatela, porque esto significa, tómanos nota, o lo que viene siendo, estamos listos para pedir. Very, very good one to know, y siempre añade el, whenever you get a chance. Y whenever you get a chance, es cuando puedas. Very, very important, as people are very busy. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but this COVID crap, oh, man, I am dying to have a social life. I'm dying to go to a restaurant or a coffee shop and Socialize Because I'm Spanish and Italian. I am a social creature. That's the way I was born. The word we use is a social butterfly. Una mariposa social. And it's funny that the word coffee originally stems from... Stem el tallo, pero también significa proviene de... It stems from the Arabic word for wine. Because back in the day, they would ferment the pulp from these berries and they would make a wine-like drink. So there was even a a wine connection. And if you remember in our Coca-Cola, the Cola Wars episode, they had a wine origin as well. So is there wine behind everything? Well, that's kind of interesting because that was our first episode of FYI. If you can think back to the first episode on wine, maybe that's why I chose it because it represents blood. It represents the origins, your roots, and so much more. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and give it a listen. FYI wine episode one. You can see how the show has evolved. Another thing that people did in the early days is they mixed these coffee berries with fat fat is grasa to create this uh, energy ball, right? This this snack, no, este ten, ten pie que te daba energía. Yeah, sure. You put coffee and sugar and well, a little bit of fat in there and sure, you've got energy to go all day like the bunny from that commercial. They just keep going and going and going. Well, I don't know about you guys, but today's uh, today's episode was sponsored by coffee. <laughs> Every show, everything I've ever done has been indirectly sponsored by coffee because I don't want to imagine recording this or doing my radio show without a cup of coffee. Or six. And that's something I wanted to look at as well. Can you overdose on coffee? ¿Puedes tener una sobredosis? Well, I don't know. But according to what I found here on the internet... You can overdose on coffee. And I think I've gotten pretty close. There are times where I felt really sick to my stomach. I had a really upset stomach. And caffeine will do that to you. And I got two different numbers here. Well, I got a few different numbers. So one page I visited said that uh, if you drink 30 cups of Joe in a very short period, you will get a lethal dose of caffeine. But another figure I read said it was 80 to 100 cups. So let's find a happy medium. Let's say 50 cups of coffee is what you would need to OD. And to OD is another way to say to overdose. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm sure I don't have to say this to grown adults, but don't try this at home. I guess this is why these countries have tried to ban coffee. Can you believe it? I feel like every episode we've done, whether it's bikinis, potato chips, which we haven't done an episode on. There's always been some culture or some people that want to ban it, and uh, coffee is no exception. Back in 1511, leaders in Mecca, the religious site Mecca, believed that coffee stimulated radical thinking, and they outlawed it. They made it illegal. Now, I don't know too much about psychology, but I will tell you that if you want To make something more attractive, make it illegal. Then in the 16th century, uh, Italian clergymen, and clergymen are people who work for the church. Uh, And this was in the 16th century, as I said. They tried to ban coffee because they believed it to be, and I quote, satanic. Are you serious? Coffee? Satanic? Oh my God. That's, I mean, I, I think I've heard it all now. Yeah, but that all changed when Pope, uh, Pope is el Papa, Clement VII, he was a big coffee drinker. He was a coffee lover. Well, he loved coffee so much that he lifted the ban and he even went a step further, un paso más allá. And in the year 1600, Pope Clement VII decided to get coffee baptized. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. Uh, the 18th century as well. This is even more recently. The Swedish government. Sweden. i mean i always thought of sweden is a pretty liberal country well no the swedish government made both coffee and coffee paraphernalia that's cups dishes teaspoons well they made it illegal uh, because it uh, supposedly had ties to rebellious sentiment so wow i never realized coffee could be so controversial but you want to know something interesting? As I researched this episode, I realized okay, Sweden decided to ban coffee and coffee paraphernalia. Well, their neighbors, their next door neighbors, los que tienen ahí ladito, Finland, you know what their title is? The country that consumes the most coffee in the world. So maybe there's a connection. Maybe I'm being a, a conspiracy theorist here, but. Hmm, our neighbors drink a lot of coffee. Okay, anybody who drinks coffee is like our neighbors and will not be tolerated. I don't know. Maybe it's absurd, but I did draw a connection. I also told you I was going to tell you about the world's most expensive coffee. And again, I've got some conflicting information, but either way, I know personally, I can't afford a cup of Joe, at least not this Joe. And to be honest, when I tell you where it comes from, I don't think it's going to be too appetizing to you either, but it's coveted. It's sought after. If you remember that word that we Looked at codiciado buscado, and that's the most expensive coffee in the world. Can cost more than 600 US dollars for one pound. Now, one pound is 0.45 kilos, so no lleva no llega a medio kilo. That's incredible, and it comes from the feces. See, sí, me habéis oído bien, it comes from the feces, the poop, the caca, the crap of the Asian palm civet. This is kind of like a a cat-like creature that lives out in Asia. And it eats fruit, including coffee cherries, but it can't digest the beans. I think you guys know where this is going. And what it does is it, it excretes the seeds, which produce a smooth, less acidic, acidic is con mucho ácido, brew, and they call this coffee kopi Luwak, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm not lining up to try it, I'll let you guys try it, and you can tell me, and I'll take your word for it, te tomo la palabra, but uh, A, I don't have the money, and B, I'm not interested in eating or drinking stuff that's been in poop. And there was another one. As I said, I got some conflicting information. The most expensive coffee in the world, according to another source, was black ivory coffee. And ivory is marfil, black ivory coffee. And this is another one. It can cost up to $1,100 per kilo. So again, we're talking about the same price more or less. Uh, The coffee is produced from partly digested coffee cherries eaten and defecated by Thai elephants we'll be back in a flash hey guys this your girl Lira and you're listening to self-reflection podcast thank you guys for joining me on another episode of self-reflection podcast I hope this podcast episode finds you in the best possible state that you can be in for yourself today um you know and if you're not doing your best I hope you know, you find some time to care for your mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, and your psychological health. You know, I hope you find some time to do some self-reflection. Um, just gather yourself and, you know, find the best possible way you can deal with what you're dealing with in this moment. Right. Uh, yeah, guys. So the most expensive coffee is poop coffee. Yeah, but you know what they say? They say it's the sh... <laughs> I'm not going to say the word because I don't want to get... uh one of those explicit ratings, but if you say that something is the S H I T, in ingleses, es la bomba. <laughs> Pun intended. Now let's look at some coffee vocabulary as promised. As promised is lo prometido es deuda. Yeah, in English is bastante literal. Como prometido, as promised. Now we already mentioned a coffee pot, and that's very common in the United States. If you go to a workplace, uh, people have a coffee pot there. And that way, People can drink coffee all day long. And it's serious business. I have seen fights arise at different companies because someone didn't make fresh coffee or somebody drank the last cup. I've seen people chip in money, poner dinero, to get a better coffee machine. So this is a huge part of any workspace. That coffee machine, that coffee pot. And now you're seeing these Nespresso, these port- coffee things, but you want me to be honest with you, and I'm again, I'm no connoisseur, but you can't fool me. I mean no me engañas. They say, but it tastes almost. I don't want almost. I want coffee, and it doesn't taste like coffee to me. Now, cuidado, me oís pronunciar. Yo digo coffee. Es muy newyorkino. Mucha gente de mi país dice coffee, ah, ah. Pero americanos, eh, perdón, new yorkinos, mejor dicho, we say, you want to talk and get some coffee. So yo lo digo muy, oh. (laughs) I'm just telling you so you know. So people fight over this stuff. And well, thank God now they have these smart coffee pots, which kind of, you know, they refill themselves or they're linked to your smartphone because, well, we don't want anybody getting into any fights at the office because they didn't brew another pot of coffee. But what about ordering a coffee out? Well, you know, you've got the classics. Espresso, which a lot of Americans mispronounce. And they say expresso, but it's really espresso, as you guys know. And it's interesting because I never stopped to think that it comes from the word pressed out in Italian. No, nope, to press is <laughs> empujar algo, no? And if you think about it, it refers to the way espresso is made. You force that boiling water, right? Boiling water is agua que hierve, through pressed coffee grounds. And that's an interesting word that we looked at before. We looked at the word to grind something, es moler. So... We call them coffee grounds. Once you grind the coffee beans, they become coffee grounds. But I had no idea espresso had something to do with the word press. And this is for you guys who are saying, listen, I'm not really thirsty. I don't need a lot of liquid. I just want a shot. I want an energy boost, right? A shot is un chupito and un aumento de energía. That's what I, I consider espresso to be, just like a quick energy boost. But if you want to sit back and maybe enjoy a coffee, maybe a You get a cappuccino, which also has a meaning that comes from the cappuccine monks, which I had no idea because the color was similar to the color of their robes. Now, maybe it's just me. But did you guys know that? Did you know where the word espresso? I mean, how many times have you ordered an espresso or a cappuccino and you even put on the accent, espresso, cappuccino. But did you ever stop and think? Maybe you did. But I I can guarantee a lot of American people never realize that it comes from the cappuccino monks. And espresso means pressing the coffee. In New York, it's interesting because you can order an espresso, you can order a black coffee, which is very different because, uh, remember, our coffee is watered down. So, eso sería un café americano, a black coffee. You can get a coffee with milk, or some people call it a white coffee. Where I come from, we don't normally, but I've heard people say this in hotels and things. We say a coffee with milk. Now, in New York, we have our own codes too. So, if you want a regular coffee that means one milk one sugar if you want light and sweet it means two milks two sugars if you want uh with see that's another thing too we don't just talk about okay give me a okay coffee with milk because then in the united states you got to remember we love options we love choices so then the next question is what kind of milk do you want soy milk, de soja? Do you want almond milk? Do you want skim milk? Skim is eh, desnatada. Maybe you want whole milk. Leche entera, muy parecido, ¿no? Whole milk. You know, so that's the uh, another thing. You got to know how you like your coffee. You got to know if you like it with sugar, without sugar. I remember in New York, I just, the easiest thing was regular coffee. Eso es leche normal un una leche un azúcar y te lo dan they give it to you in that new york that classic new york coffee cup and again there are so many options we could go i mean as i said 25000 different options there are as many options as there are coffee drinkers well not exactly but you you get my point oh and another thing that was right in front of my face and it, i didn't even realize it I've always known what a manchado is, right, here in Spain, a manchado. Well, I never put two and two together, averiguar, right, Um, descifrar, I never put two and two together and realized manchado is macchiato. So what am I getting at? If you know how to order a coffee in Italy, then you know how to order a coffee in the United States. And more and more we're getting into gourmet coffee and, you know, special blends and all kinds of different, you know, add-ons and add-on is algo que añadimos. Like, you know, I don't. When does it stop being coffee, and when does it become this, you know, fruity drink, this smoothie? Because I've seen coffees that have very little coffee in them. But I also think it's cool that they can get so creative with this beverage, and they can serve it with strawberry or chocolate or whatever. So that is a cool thing too. That. There are so many choices out there. So even if you're not a coffee drinker, you can find a coffee drink that you'll like. I guarantee it. I'm not trying to promote coffee drinking. I'm not getting any money from any of the big coffee companies. And, well, I'm still waiting for Dunkin' Donuts to contact me about that year supply of coffee. But there are many health benefits. It's no secret that coffee has health benefits. They say that coffee drinkers tend to live longer. Now, remember, if you smoke three packs of cigarettes a day and you drink like a fish, si bebes muchísimo, well, that's going to affect you too. But I'm talking about healthy people who drink coffee tend to live longer. Now, we're talking about moderate consumption. And what do they consider to be moderate consumption? About three to four cups per day, which is about what I have. I limit it, because I could drink 10 cups of coffee a day, but I limit it to three or four cups a day. And they've noticed that people who drink coffee regularly, again, moderately, have a longer lifespan. And a lifespan is the amount of time they live. And this isn't just humans. As I was researching this, I realized that the Guinness Book of World Records holder for the oldest cat ever a 38-year-old cat named Cream Puff drank coffee every morning of her life. So it doesn't just give humans a longer lifespan, but it seems like it works for felines as well. And if you haven't heard our episode on cats, check it out. I have the wonderful Suzanne from English Smart's on board, and we discuss cats, not the musical. Well, we do discuss the musical a little, but I'm talking about our furry friends. Some studies have also shown that it can reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. Type 2 diabetes. You say diabetes, we say diabetes is the pronunciation. Uh, Parkinson's, and this is according to Harvard Health Publishing. So we're talking about a very reputable, the renombre, a very reputable institution that's telling you, Coffee is good for you, again, in moderation like everything, but it's not just good for your cardio- cardiovascular system, it's also good for your skin. How many skin and beauty products now are you seeing that have coffee grounds in them? Because what they've realized is it's a scrub. The word scrub is frotar and it's también exfoliar. You can say to exfoliate, but the thing you use is called a scrub. Why? Because you scrub your face with it. And what they found is that coffee grounds are exfoliators, and they can lift off dead skin cells. Uh, They can make your skin feel smooth and look uh, a lot more radiant. And again, this is not me convincing you. This is Good Housekeeping, a very reputable magazine. And a chemist who did this study said, and I quote, caffeine is thought to improve blood circulation in skin, but there isn't yet sufficient clinical data on its use in topical products. So again, it's good for many, many, many things, but there's still some things that they're trying to figure out. But it hasn't stopped these companies. I mean, how many times have you seen a TV commercial, un anuncio en la tele, where they say, with caffeine, esta crema de ojos, you know, remove the bags under your eyes, las bolsas, with this caffeine-infused cream. And so, even if it hasn't been proven yet, people are into it. They're buying it. And they think, well, if we're drinking caffeine, it can't be too bad to put on our skin either. And as if those health benefits weren't enough, scientists have now found, found a way to turn coffee grounds into biodiesel a fuel vamos a pronunciar esa palabra fuel you say se escribe igual pero se pronuncia fuel so one day not just you but your car may be powered buy coffee. And lastly, we're going to wrap up today's bonus episode by telling you about the Boston Tea Party. And the Boston Tea Party was a huge historical event in the United States, which changed many, many things. I'm sure many of you have read about it. It had to do with taxing the tea and the Americans fight against the British taxation without representation. And so in the United States, they started to look at tea as a symbol of the British, as a symbol of the monarchy as a symbol of the oppression as a symbol of these taxes that we were forced to pay and so there's an, an event where they started throwing tea off of the boats And you know what that did? That made coffee more popular. So people who were drinking tea at that point said, well, I don't want to be British. I want to rebel against the British. So I'm going to start drinking some coffee. And it's been popular ever since. Not only in the United States, but everywhere you go in the world, there's a nice hot cup of joe with your name on it waiting for you to enjoy. Thank you so much for being here on this episode of FYI.